Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of August 21st, 2020. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from the Harvard Business Review and is called COVID-19 Created an Elective Surgery Backlog. How can hospitals get back on track? The COVID-19 pandemic has exposed flaws in our current healthcare system, from supply chain issues acquiring PPE to forcing health systems to retool their emergency care services to deal with this highly contagious and dangerous disease. And very early on in the pandemic, one of the most significant impacts has been the temporary ban enacted by health systems for all elective surgeries back in March. And while health systems have been slowly reopening back to accepting elective procedures, some challenges remain. Specifically, there is a backlog of uncompleted procedures that have been scheduled over these few months, as well as a dynamic backlog of surgeries that continue to be delayed as the health system experiences diminished capacity. And even the term elective in elective surgery is largely a misnomer and only distinguishes between emergent care and non-emergent care. While elective implies optional, most elective surgical cases fall somewhere between vital preventative measures, for example, screening colonoscopies, and essential surgeries, for example, cataract removals. Medical literature and studies have found that patient outcomes worsen and higher medical costs occur when these treatments are delayed. Yet, there is an astounding number of patients currently failing to receive the medical attention they need. One recent study predicts that this post-pandemic backlog will exceed 1 million cases for spinal fusions and joint replacements alone. This, combined with health providers' decreased capacity and a reluctance of patients to return to care, will likely result in a creation of weightless and potentially worsened health impacts on patients. Hospital leaders across the country are rushing to implement ramp-up strategies for elective procedures, but it's important to remember that COVID-19 exposed that healthcare systems have been largely unprepared to deal with this shutdown and ramp-up at the same time. And in part, this enhanced motivation to restart elective surgery includes tempering revenue shock from decreased surgical volume, a substantial contributor to the financial margins of hospitals and medical centers. The numbers are grim. Approximately half of the annualized 4.8% U.S. GDP decline in the first quarter of 2020 is attributed to healthcare services, and most of this is due to delayed elective procedures. This desire to ramp up is important, but equally important is to approach this carefully and not haphazardly. Unclear policies and procedures for scheduling and distributing resources across elective surgical cases can create bottlenecks in health systems that impede overall hospital operations. And ramp-up strategies that do not prioritize equitable access to care may inadvertently favor patients with socioeconomic privilege, reinforcing existing disparities in access and quality. The article goes on to outline five strategies the authors suggest to help health systems return to elective procedure volumes safely. First, develop consistent, transparent, and bias-aware algorithms for surgical prioritization. Most health systems have introduced broad, rudimentary guidelines for surgical prioritization. However, these decisions are often left to individual surgeons or a small group of health leaders who use their personal heuristics and preferences for decision-making. This has resulted in a gold rush mentality a first-come, first-serve, or loudest-voice-wins approach among surgeons. Instead, a prioritization framework should be created that is ethics-driven and takes into account the values of multiple stakeholders as necessary to maximize patient benefit and minimize COVID-19 exposure. 
Second, it's important to expand surgical capacity by transitioning to outpatient care. These lower acuity settings may increase patient throughput and result in streamlined and focused care given to the capacity-constrained, resource-intensive hospital settings. Of course, to accomplish this would require lobbying state legislators to waive certificate of need requirements that have been historical roadblocks, and it would require health systems to negotiate their reimbursement rates, as currently insurances offer higher rates for the same patient care delivered in a hospital versus an outpatient setting. A third suggestion is to form dedicated teams to improve operating room efficiencies. Hospitals may be tempted to cut their workforce and focus on cross-training and deploying a smaller pool of staff more broadly, yet doing so may prove self-handicapping as hospitals move forward. Substantial research shows dedicated OR teams help increase throughput, lower error rates, reduce waste, and improve satisfaction among team members. Fourth, think beyond the traditional five-day work week. Most hospitals run ORs only from Monday through Friday, reserving weekend slots for emergencies. Expanding scheduling can improve equitable access for patients, especially those struggling to take time off of work for their elective surgeries, and also flexibility for staff who may be facing challenges with childcare and other responsibilities at home. Lastly, focus on simplifying patient surgical care experience. The prime focus of healthcare ought to be improving patients' quality of life. Healthcare leaders should design strategies that make patients' lives easier, such that seeking care does not feel like an undue burden. For example, leverage telemedicine for preoperative counseling and clearance. Another opportunity is related to the fact that many Americans are now uninsured or underinsured and have to assume the burden of costs for their care. Simplifying the process for providing out-of-pocket costs may allow for better planning for patients and families as they seek to re-engage with elected procedures. And also eliminate the complexity by deploying dedicated surgical navigators employed by the health system who help patients with logistical planning and provide critical financial and clinical information. This is an excellent time for health systems to rethink some of the ways in which they've traditionally been operating and use this moment of crisis to find the opportunity to transform and improve. You can find a link to the full article in our show notes. And now other news from this week. Fast Company featured an article entitled Forget Telehealth, The Future of Medicine Could Be Drive-Through Doctors, which illustrates concepts from around the world that are reimagining how care can be delivered conveniently to potential patients in drive-through settings. It's a fascinating take on how care might be transformed in the future. Harvard Business Review featured another article called Don't Cut Your Marketing Budget in a Recession, which outlines why, in tough economic times when budgets and margins are shrinking, marketing should not be considered a cost center, and organizations should invest strategically in their ongoing marketing efforts. CNN Health's article about the new CDC study that sheds light on mental health crises linked to coronavirus outlines some concerning and important findings including that 40.9% of Americans surveyed report at least one serious mental or behavioral health condition during the pandemic. And the hardest hit, unpaid care workers, Black, Latinx, and frontline workers. Lastly, have you had a chance to listen to Touchpoint Media's recent limited series podcast entitled The New Normal? In 10 episodes, I hold thought-provoking conversations with leaders across various segments of the healthcare industry who share their thoughts on how healthcare data privacy, telemedicine, public health, marketing strategies, technology, and healthcare consumerism will change due to the impact of this national pandemic. You can find links to subscribe to all of the articles discussed today in the show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. 
If you like the latest in healthcare news in an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Our thoughts are with all of our listeners in California and Colorado dealing with the disastrous wildfires this week. And for those that can, please continue to enjoy your summer because there are only 31 days left until fall. See you next week.